Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Creep Dive. Welcome back. That's Cassie Delaney. Your voice talent, Sophie White. Thank you. Well remembered. What do you got for me? We're joined by Jen. Jen, 90% rotten, D-W-Y-E-R. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. Uh, particularly moist welcome to our uh, Patreons. Hi, guys. Everyone Hi. else cover your ears. Housekeeping up top. Follow us on... I can't believe you're saying that. Is that really what people the say? The Creep Dive. I don't know. I've made it a thing. Okay. Right? Follow us on Instagram at The Creep Dive. Follow Tall Tales at Tall Tales Podcasts. And please go look at that, the, the other podcasts on the Tall Tales Network, including and a special shout out to Fair Game, who are have a live show Friday the 31st of May in Mutiny Theatre. Tickets on sale now. Great spot. Great spot. Great, great spot. one. Great nice pod. one. Very, she's very official. Have you got any official business? Yeah, I do. I want to thank uh, a few people for writing very nice reviews. Every so often I check iTunes oh and God, I go in and I'm like, you know week. what? I'm at a low point. And you know, you do a bit of self-harming and you're like, why am I doing this? I'm putting this, why am I risking? Why am so I picking I, this scab? I scroll down you're real like, slow. My self-esteem is at an all-time low. I wonder if anyone on the internet wants to spit on my soul. No, they're really nice not about it. Not this week, so Not this week, boom. Right, and actually... You're not because talking over me there, Jenny. Because we They've have... Stopped right? People have stopped... This is, this is a surprise for you guys, too. Uh, because we are designing merch at the moment for our patrons, patrons, or whatever... Um, we love you. Um, we will give a free piece of merch out to the best review of the week. Ooh, that's I a great so idea. I thought we they were sort of anonymous. Well, if we read out your review, send us a DM at the Creep Dive. Don't catfish us, guys. And Do not. we will, um, we will, I mean, if we get more than one reviews, we'll just, or one, more than one person claiming it's their review we'll deep dive into it and find out who the actual reviewer is <laughs> I'm also um, going to stalk down that fucking arsehole who gave us who wrote that really full bad review and then at the end just went it's just not for me, just <laughs> not for me. <laughs> like why it's just, it's just that 
All content is subjective. Objective? Objective? Subjective. Subjective. Thank you for that. Um, okay, okay. Will I just pick... Read a nice one there. Give us an old, you know, what What would you say? Clit tickle. Fluff, I was thinking. A fluff, yeah. Is that what they're called? The fluffers. Like, Willy rub? Would that be the worst... Uh, well, I'd actually rather be the fluffer than the penetrating, like the vase for the cum. Okay. Uh, the vase. That's a nice way to put it. So review of the week. not a dolphin fluffer. Da, 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 da. Review of the week comes from Frankie says relax two X's, <gasps> which is left on Sunday. Five stars, obviously. <laughs> Tragically entertaining. I don't have the requisite super... Superlatives. Superlatives to do. Th- I shouldn't present a podcast at all, should I? Like, I should stay behind the microphone in my studio where I'm safe. Hunched over your crocheting, crocheting. Oh, come here. The days of crocheting are long gone. I haven't, I haven't a moment in the week with all these goddamn podcasts. I'd say so. Anyway, Frankie says relax is meanwhile like finish my fucking review. I devour multiple podcasts on a daily basis, but my weekly highlight is when my library indicates a new episode of TCD. I like how he said weekly and not Friday. Oh yeah, you know, they shorten it down now. We've got a thing now. TCD didn't recognize that. I was like, all right, that one sounds good. If he's got TCD, I don't know if we want to have anything to do with him. The chemistry. (laughs) Where does one? It's like Trinity College Dublin. I know so many people with TCD. It's unbelievable. Back in the room. (laughs) The chemistry between the girls is transcendent. I feel like I'm in. This is really masturbatory, isn't it? Okay, hang on. I think that I wrote this review. Did you? I'm joking. Sounds a bit like you, actually. I don't even have an iPhone. If I had an iPhone, I'd be writing the reviews on the daily. Do. I'd be like, just name checking me in all the reviews. I'd be like, Cassie and Jen are strong. <laughs> and they provide a, you know. Well, that's in, what in, most of them say, but we don't read those ones out to you, baseline, Sophie. But voice talent, <laughs> there's Sophie like White. This, Sorry, there's 178 reviews and like 177 of them say drop Sophie, but we just didn't want to <laughs> bring you down. <laughs> Not today. Okay, Frankie says relax is getting a tote bag. Frankie says relax, please send us a DM and we will arrange your tote. Yay. Um, can, we just, can we just give everyone a feeling of the totes are, they're going to happen, but let's all just do a Frankie says relax <laughs> about when. The totes will Wait. be, I probably, I'd say out towards the end of June. So anyone who pledged the patron doesn't, that's six weeks away, guys. We Grant. work at a very high paced environment now. Okay, let's we'll do. sort them and they will reference some of your favorite creep dive characters. So just to remind everyone that this is the this creep is, dive. This so is, let's and this do is what we do on the creep, creep dive. Give them a creepy story quick. So um, uh, what do you have cast? I have um a midi to a longy depending on the speed of my delivery okay will i kick us off do please are you ready Mm -hmm. i was toying between two names Uh, i'm not going to give you a buzz feed headline i'm just going to give you a one word title you can choose it's going to be human z or Orange man. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want? Orange man. <laughs> I mean, they're both the same story. <laughs> oh, <No> shit. <laughs> it's like I've prepared two different, distinct, hybrid man chimp stories for you tonight. <laughs> Look, that is a disclaimer as well. Just like a lot of this, I'm just going to read from an article. 
Please I'll just, tell you the article, just but reference the article because it, I found bits about this story, but no, ain't nobody tell it better than this article that I read. Okay, awesome. So, uh, set you, so we're in February, which is important. That's a month in the year. The year is 1926. Another historical creep. They had February back then. Mm. Russian biologist Ivanov set out for Guinea in French West Africa, where he planned to perform one of the world's most sensational experiments. Ivanov. Is it Ivanov? Or is it Ivanov? It's like I, it could first be, name Ivan, second name Off, or is it first name Ivanov? I just need it for the visual. He's this. Russian. Even Off. Even Off. Ivanov. Even Off. Okay. That's kind of Dutch. I have enough of these. I have no man's orange. No, like it would, it, Russia needs to be harsher, I think, in, the, in 1920s Russia. Kof. Ivan Kof. I don't know. Who cares? This guy, this biologist, was an expert in artificial insemination. I know you're sensing a theme here with me, and you, you're Hold right. Hold on, I have a weird, a weird theme of this week because my story is all about artificial insemination. Well, Bob's your uncle. We're on the same creepy wavelength. It's like your friends and spend all the time in the same WhatsApp group. You would think all your that. Mind child. Are you still listening? I am. This, you know, the interrupting only happens, I think, with my story. Because the two of you continue. Are we victimizing you with the interrupting? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> shut. Shut it. Look, I've lost my fucking place here now and everything. Here I have enough oh. of this interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> that was gold. You have to give it to her. I'm not giving her it. It's my story. Stay away. So I have enough. Um, was an expert in artificial insemination and had used his groundbreaking methods to create an assortment of hybrid animals. <laughs> now he was going to try something even more radical. So crossing, as you might have guessed, an ape with a human. So his trip to Africa was expensive and its purpose was highly questionable. Um, I can never pronounce this. It's a, it's, it's Bolshev, Bolshevik. Bolshevik. Bolshevik, but the uh, Bolshevik government not only sanctioned it, but financed it at a time when few Russians were allowed to even leave the country. Of course. So why would such an eminent scientist risk his reputation? And why did the Bolshev, Bolsheviks? Fucking hell. Can I call them something different? Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks. Why did they back him? I hear you wonder. <laughs> it's amazing. I was wondering that. It was. It's. It's. This. This story's got everything. Oh really? Secret papers. Incest. Evil Soviet <laughs> dictator. Zealous zoologist hell bent on breeding a creature half man half ape. <laughs> can I say? Can I say something about the half man half ape? Thing? Sure. I sure like, think there's not, not the much most, uh, far they, apart things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, I could, they're not the most far apart creatures. I could. Uh, my, Hence the. What you would think would be a possible, you know, it would be it would possible. Yeah. Sure, but if he's I'm sure I could introduce you to many men that I know that are half man, half ape. <laughs> Please do. Um, but like, what were the other creatures that he did before? Like cat dogs and stuff like that? Well, I'll get to it. Okay, so when details of I've had enough's attempt to create 
and ape-human hybrid emerged in the ninety in the nineteen nineties. Uh, from the newly opened Russian archives, they prompted a rash of lurid headlines. So basically, later on, it was discovered. I think the real issue here was that it was it was government funded. Mm. Um, so here we go. I mean, I suppose I need to take a moment to be like, yeah, okay, ethically, it is questionable. So well, <laughs> it was the twenties. It was Russia. No, but like this whole time, I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm sure they're only dying to know if it would work. And then I'm like, oh wait, so ethically dubious. I've enough. I've enough. Uh, became the Red Frankenstein, inverted quotes, so mm. that's what they were calling him. His uh, proposed liaisons were invariably dangerous. Uh, there was the suggestion that he had been ordered to breed super strong, hairy warriors for what the son in London dubbed Stalin's mutant ape army. <laughs> <laughs> is this not fucking amazing? Oh, is this so amazing? Good. So this is why the government funded it. In the hopes that they would be able to create they a genuinely fucking did want army. An army. Of ape, ape men. Amazing. So, uh, so Ivanov's efforts during the 20s to create an ape-human hybrid had been anything but secret, according to Alexander Etkind, another Soviet-born specialist in Russian history, um, who's now, at the time of the article, at the University of Cambridge. So Ivanov's, I'm just going to call him Ivanov. Yeah. Ivanov's project uh, was a sensation at the time and generated almost as many headlines as it would later on. But when no man-ape materialised, the fuss sort of died down. Research was forgotten uh, until 60 years later. Uh, scholars reconstructed events from the scattered letters, notebooks and diaries held in assorted government archives. Despite years of digging, however, one far, final vital part of the story remained elusive. Um, none of these documents revealed why he did it. Hmm. So it's, we're all just presuming this ape army was the un- end goal. It couldn't have been anything else. Yeah. Well, anyway. So um, after examining the available evidence, this guy, Etkind, thinks he has the answer. So at the start of the 20th century, Ivanov was internationally acclaimed for his pioneering work in artificial AI, artificial insemination. And having perfected his methods, he was keen to see how they could be applied. So his first big project was aimed at improving Imperial Russia's bloodstock using sperm from best stallions, um, horses. So before long, he was pondering the possibility of hybridization. With AI, he reckoned he might be able to create an, novel types of domestic animals. Uh, by crossing closely related species. So soon he had produced a Z-donk, zebra donkey hybrid, (laughs) a Zubron, a European bison crow cross. So bison cow cross. I think he needs uh, to work on these names better. Z-donk sounds amazing. What's wrong with that? No way, donkbra. Donkbra. Way more ridiculous. Donkbra, you wouldn't have any sense of the fact that it was a zebra. Like a Ziki. Like Z Donk is not it doesn't trip off the tongue. Fair. You know? No. Well I'm presuming as well, like with um what is it again when a horse mates with a donkey, it's called a mule, isn't it? But mules are all sterile. So none of these I'm presuming none of these hybrids. These are like Gen only facts that like I own they blow my mind, but I only hear them for you from you, and therefore have to doubt them entirely. 
that's fair. Do horses mate with donkeys? I did this the yes, first horse... time in 29 years I've ever heard that. Yeah, yeah. Someone get up the phone there as I continue because it's that definitely mules are all sterile. Yes, absolutely. So you can create these yeah, hybrid, absolutely. but the, yes, no. Listen, you can create these hybrid animals, but it's like an episode of Our Planet. And you can't, but you, but you couldn't eyes. create like a new species because they can't carry on to have any more. Um, they can't reproduce. So they, yeah, they're kind of. Yeah. So do you remember in Jurassic Park? Right. Um, source of a lot of sound science. This might not be uh, clever. Let girl. me just think. Clever <laughs> 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 That's absolutely I think that's from a fucking podcast. genius. That clever is, girl. That is from Clarice. That is from this week's release of Mother of Pod. Yes. When I had enjoy. I've been saying a lot. <laughs> clever girl, Clarice. And it's only then that you pointed out that was. She blended that was a full <laughs> Jurassic Park hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal, Artificially Hannibal. inseminated a raptor with Dr. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter to create a brand new movie reference <laughs> Silence of the Raptors. <laughs> okay, geez, we're going to have to cut this. Sorry, I'm silent. Laughing. Nobody knows what we're, we're talking about. We're not cutting that. We just explained it all, and it makes perfect sense with my no. story. Okay, back to my Google. Horse Jen, mate stop. with donkey. Back to my story. <laughs> Look, it was the second suggestion. You see, search. you fucking you weird people. Oh, it's a great old video. First up here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hybrid horse donkey mating with burrow. Okay, stop. Okay, so if you can continue, but I need to tell you more of my story. Okay, please do. Zebra mating with donkey. So uh, this guy, I've had enough. Have uh, <laughs> I wrecked it? I've enough. And he basically had various combinations of rats, mice, guinea pig, rabbits. And in 1910, he told a gathering of zoologists that it might even be possible to create hybrids between humans and their closest relatives, like you said. Oh, I see. So at that stage, Ivanov uh, was simply speculating. But a decade and a revolution later, he was making plans to put a theory into practice. In 1924, he put his proposal to the government. Despite the disapproval of the scientific establishment, Ivanov got the go-ahead and the funds to mount an expedition to Africa to collect apes. So the documents of the time uh, show the decision was pushed through by leading members of the Bolshevik government. So the scientific community at the time were like, okay, Ivanov, yeah. you're cray. Yeah. Go back <laughs> to fucking making mice mate with guinea pigs and and novelty pets, which is what you have applied your scientific mind sure. to. Get better names. Yeah. So How are you going to market a Z-Donk? So back to the beginning where I started in February 1926, Ivanov mm. set off for Africa. Uh, his first stop was Paris where he won enthusiastic support of the directors of the Pasteur Institute and the promise of access to the chimps at its new primate centre in Guinea which was then part of the French West Africa. So mm. uh, he reached Guinea in late March, only to discover that none of the chimps were, chimps were mature enough to breed. Bummer. He would have <laughs> to return a year later to capture some of the chimps of his own. So Ivanov passed the summer in Paris, where he spent some time at the Pasteur Institute working on ways to capture and subdue chimps, uh, and some with celebrated surgeon, this other guy, inventor of an increasingly fashionable <laughs> rejuvenation therapy in a now notorious operation. This other guy, Serge uh, Voronoff, always offs. Um, so this is <laughs> so Voronoff grafted slices of apes testes into those of rich aging men's hoping to regain their former vigor. 
amazing. Isn't that fucking, you know, mm. grim balls? Literally. Yes. Uh, so that summer, he and Ivanov, these two fucking wackos, made headlines balls. by uh, transplanting a woman's ovary into a chimp called Nora and then inseminating her with human sperm. So the press anxiously waited for the outcome and reporters turned their attention to Ivanov's uh, unusual project. The idea of ape-human hybrid was both shocking, fascinating. Was it possible? Were humans really that closely related? What would the results be like? And what was. were those Soviets up to? Oh, <laughs> those old Soviet bastards. Mm-hmm. But whose sperm was it? Ivanov? I would actually Ivanov. Probably. No, no, no. He had it off. Had it off with an old... There's no way that, that creep did not use tube. his sperm. Yeah. What are you going to do? Use Wait. your own sperm. I mean, who's, who the fuck gave their ovary to this? It's mad. So anyway, the chimp totally like carried a baby to No, term. not at all. Did no, it get pregnant at all? Well, wait for it. Okay, sorry. So in November, <laughs> Ivanov uh, returned to Guinea, captured his chimps um, with, the cons- with considerable difficulty and eventually inseminated three of them. So by now, he had a second experiment in mind to inseminate women, women, human women, uh, with chimp sperm. Oh, oh no! Oh my God! Ivanov. Ivanov. No, knowing no, no. that no local women would agree, he planned to do this under the pretext of a mid- medical examination. <gasps> oh, luckily, Jesus. the gov- French government forbade it. <laughs> so fucking luckily. Luckily. So luckily, Ivanov was like he was kind of diabolical, but not a genius. Mm. So he didn't, for example, just. Go on ahead and do that. He was like, "This is diabolical, but I better, better get ask. better go through the proper bureaucratic channels." It would be a shame. <laughs> wouldn't want to sour relations to. with France. Exactly. Anyway, so uh, th- look, the chimps did not conceive the ones that he had inseminated. The one that he put the ovary in, the human ovary, no joy. Okay. Okay, so he was disappointed. Ivanov headed home with 20 chimps to stock a new ape nursery in the subtropical Soviet Republic of Agpaza. Look at this. Abkhazia? Abkhazia? Never heard of it. Yeah, I'd say Abkhazia is how you say that. I've never heard of it. Okay, he knew now that his best chance of creating this hybrid was to find a Soviet woman willing to carry half-ape babies in the interests of science. He needed a good Soviet womb to do this, (sighs) clearly. In the event, only four chimps made it to Abkhazia. Just call it Azkaban. Azkaban, right. In the event, only four chimps made it to Azkaban. (laughs) (laughs) Have I even said that wrong? (laughs) And so while the nursery said about acquiring more apes, Ivanov looked for volunteers. So at least five <laughs> women volunteered. Oh my what? God. Like not even any old bit of cashola. I'm presuming what there was cash. Yeah, but maybe they were people who were like invested in the, in the monster mutiny army. You know, that they were like diehard Soviet ape army women. Yeah, breeders. Yeah, yeah. Breeders. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but although the nursery uh, did get a hold of assortment of apes, they never flourished. And by the time Ivanov was ready to produce, uh, proceed the only male left was Tarzan a 26 year old orangutan oh geez getting a bit long in the tooth Tarzan though like again terrible name I'm so obvious I'd say he's a real like fuck chimp Tarzan (laughs) (laughs) Ivanov 
pressed on until fate dealt his project a fatal blow. Tarzan had a brain hemorrhage. The orang has died. We are looking for a replacement. Ivanov cabled the women he had lined up to receive Tarzan's sperm. More chimps arrived in 1930, but Ivanov fell victim to the widespread purge of scientists and was exiled to Kazakhstan. So he was released next year, but died soon after. Uh, So why did Ivanov want so badly to produce a baby that was half ape, half human? Why (laughs) did the Bolsheviks encourage him? Um, So when Ivanov proposed, made this proposal to the Academy of Scientists, he painted it as the experiment that would prove that men had evolved from apes. So if he crossed an ape with a human and produced a viable offspring, then that would mean Darwin was right about how closely related we are, this guy at kind things. So that makes sense. Except Does it? it doesn't. Yeah, Ivanov is just a creep. So when Ivanov <laughs> approached the government, he stressed how by proving Darwin would um, right would strike a blow against religion, and which the Balkovets oh, I can't say that word. You get my my drift. They were struggling to stamp out religion at the time. Um, success would not only bolster the reputation of Soviet Soviet science, but provide useful anti-religious propaganda to boot. So that might have seemed like a motive enough. Yet, Etkin points out, we've suggested, we have, some have suggested the ageing Bolshevik leaders had something less intellectual in mind. So there is, here we go, there is conjecture that Ivanov was sent to Africa to bring back chimps in order to provide them with glands for rejuvenation. So the Kremlin's doctors certainly dabbled in rejuvenation treatments and Ivanov did have links to this other guy, remember? Like rejuvenation in their their balls? Yeah. Back to the balls. Fucking so, hell. Uh, like, talk about like, that could have been track mind these lads. But this is it. This is the like early Viagra, effectively. So if you want to cover up a bizarre scheme to rejuvenate aging politicians, then you wouldn't cho- I mean, you wouldn't choose an even more bizarre project that's going to attract a lot of publicity. So like so it's like a deflection tactic. Exactly. Like, look over here. We're making a man ape. And, and over here, we're just, just like ingesting. a whole cabinet of ministers just feverishly <laughs> wanking their rejuvenated. Oh, yeah. Line it up. Hell, it's like the local elections yeah. were there. Oh my God. <laughs> Another uh, beautiful mental image from the pre dive. <laughs> so third possible motive is that Ivanov's research was part of an ambitious plan to transform uh, society. The high ranking Bolsheviks who backed Ivanov were intellectuals who saw science as a means of realizing their dream of a, of a socialist utopia. So politicians could change like, the political system, nationalize industries, turn farms into. Va- <laughs> into vast collectives but the task of transforming people was entrusted to science as Etkin so the aim was to match people to the uh, socialist design of Soviet society and there's no more socialist an animal then as we know than chimps yeah weird oh we need to dilute the humans yeah <laughs> anyway so that's pretty much it so it's this kind of I don't know that's the story of utterly madness bizarre beautiful isn't it mad and did Ivanov have like do we know anything about his personal life no I couldn't find much about him typically it would like love. I don't know why I'm like he I was, just feel like he really fancied the apes or something like but this, but then back in 1926 because I've been Facebook dived. profiles were few and far between you just can't <laughs> find shit out about people back then there just wouldn't there just wasn't anything happening but ultimately yeah so it's my, it's my understanding. Oh, it's it w- I would believe that this was just a huge, big 
like give pet pet project for him to for the politicians fluff. to get boners again. Okay, mm. you think it's that? But also, I think Ivanov had his own. I think he did, he was like you know maniacal Frankenstein esque doctor yeah. man who he wanted, wanted to, to push the boundaries. He wanted to have it off. Again, the kind With of the, the 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 women. Here we go. You know, volunteering. But again, it's the thirties. They obviously they were volunteered by their male family <sighs> member. No doubt. Yeah. God. Anyway, there you go. What Such a creep. A creep. He's very, a fucking true ass very creep. creep. Yeah. A very, very creep. What would like, I don't know, I'm just like, thought experiment. Like, what characteristics do you think, if we could make this happen? Do you think it could be, it could happen now? Well, what? Do you think they could make it work now? No. <laughs> not at all. You know? not, not at all. Why would you yawn into Mike? <laughs> That's Cassie's review (laughs) of your story. (laughs) That was a quality, great A story. That was a great story. I really enjoyed it. It's appropriately creepy. Uh, See if he his visual matches. Let's see. I love that you were just casually watching a Belle Gibson video as well. Well, I was on my way here and I heard about her in the news. I was like, we've got to update our creeps. Well, basically, I was telling Cass there she's back in the news. uh, Our Belle Gibson. Here he is, sorry. Just quick look of, at uh, Ivana. Ah, listen, ah, Jesus. Look how many he L's are in his name. He didn't do justice to his name. Fuck Ilya, me. Go back, go back. We got to do his name. Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. So many eyes. So many names that are almost the same name, but just slightly different. <laughs> yeah. Slightly different. Easter. Look at him. He's a Oyster. really little grump there. Yeah, on, he's got an absolute sour puss on him. There's a few mm, pics of him. Look at that. They oh, look like he Darwin. looks like a real Russian scientist. Like, I you... think he looks like a virgin. <laughs> he looks I can Bridget. Just tell. I can just Bridget. Tell. Bridget. Uh, Ivanov didn't have it off. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Just take us away from. Oh, look at this okay. fantastic image somebody's done. An Ivanov chimp hybrid sto- drawing here. Amazing. Beautiful. Um, brilliant story so, yeah. love it but just as brilliant. quick aside Belle Gibson us, update Belle Gibson for us. so yeah. basically she was up on charges in Australia again because you might remember from the who did the story last time uh, I did it yeah yeah so she was charged and she was fined 410 I think Aussie dollars mm. didgery dollars didgery dues dollary dues dollary dues and she's paid back exactly zero. Oh, bill oh bill uh, so she's <laughs> up not on bill it's not on <laughs> so she's been up again like they're saying like where's the money bill i see you've bought this that and the other and then the press are like <laughs> photographing her wearing this ring outside of the court that they valued at twenty five thousand. i love that just an old visual valuation yeah, thanks yeah <laughs> from, exactly. from 20 feet away exactly <laughs> anyway she's she's back just being bizarre again Bizarre, bizarre bell. And give At us least a visual she's consistent. Uh, she's very consistent. She's going oh, to she's court. she's doing a totally new look now. Is she? She has a serious gelled down hair. Big kind of Chanel-esque glasses. Yeah. A big overcoat with a button. She looks serious, morose. She looks very sharp there. She looks like she's in mourning, I would say. Mourning for, yeah, her old... Uh, millions upon millions of oh I see I see I see yeah anyway so that's that um she looks like the week she looks like an Olsen I think she should be our creep of the week unless do you have another one uh no anyway Cass you have something interesting for us Uh, in the world of fertilization yes okay so 
Um, my clickbait headline, 23 and me, more like 50 and me. Yes. I know where you're going with this. So. Let's go. In August 2017. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> She doesn't even want to be here. I really, I do. This is my favorite time of the week. I just wish it was earlier in the day. Um, in August 2017, Heather Wook received a Facebook message from a stranger. In the message, which came totally out of the blue, the sender claimed to be Heather's half-sibling. Heather ignored the message, assuming it was a scam, though there was one distinct detail that stood out. The name Dr. Klein. Three years previous, Jacob Ah. Ballard, female, name literally Jacoba, was 33 when she began to search for some of her relatives. So she was knowingly the child of a surrogate parent and she signed up to an online forum for adoptees and donor conceived children, um, which is quite a popular forum. Like Egg or sperm? Sperm. These are all sperm, uh, sperm donor children. So she quickly met another woman whose mother had also been treated in the same fertility clinic in India, Indiana, Indianapolis, 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 Indianapolis. <laughs> okay, so her mother had been treated in the same fertility clinic. According. Wait, no, hold on. Where were you there? Indianapolis. Remember your one was. I didn't really. I didn't mean for you to have to say the say your tricky word again. I can do it now. I just need to hear. You know when you don't often have to say or hear a word out loud, you only ever read it. Mm. I've never really had to say Indianapolis out loud before. Why would I? It's fair. Yeah. She's so yeah. young, so. <laughs> I don't. You haven't come through all those life experiences. I've never that would been. Demand that you articulate the word Indianapolis. Indianapolis. But I've read it. Anyway, I don't know where it is on a map either. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I was just literally just asking for a tiny little recap as to what the fuck you're talking about. Jacoba Ballard. <laughs> 33. Do you remember? Female? Yes. Okay. She is looking for her relatives online on this online forum. Right. And she found uh, she found a woman on the forum and she said, oh, my God, I think that's my sister. So she contacted the woman. And was that based on looks? Based on looks. She saw her photos and she recognized her. No shit. Then that woman knew another woman whose mother had also gone to the same clinic in Indianapolis. Well done. We're all here for you. We're here and with you. And they decided to take 23 and me tests. No shit. DNA confirmed that they were half sisters and revealed four more matches, bringing the number of half siblings to eight. Which I have deemed for the purpose of this story, semi-siblings. Thank you, Cass. There that, you go. That's so depressing. So wait, where were the four other... So the four, you know the way 23 oh, no. and me are like these genetic tests yeah. that you do. You basically get a, um, they get, people you gift them a lot. You kind of thing. Yeah. And send it off. How they but it, the Golden State Killer. Yes, mm. but they are essentially... Best publicity those guys ever got. Yeah. Essentially these giant databases of people's dna of course so if you submit your if you submit your dna to get genetically tested and it gives you your you know your not your family tree but it it pulls up the other people who could be related to you and who are genetic matches you're likely they say now that like so many people have done it that 
pretty much will find relatives or people who are slightly related to you. If you're listening and thinking you should do it, do not. Do not. Don't do it. I mean, what it potentially exposes but you it to is implications and varies. I mean, this it can be it, it's its uses are it's dangerous. It's a dangerous amount of information to have because. But even if someone related to you does it, hmm. like a certain percentage of, of course. you is going to be But less of us all do it. Yeah, but it's too late now. Because everybody has done it. Well, it's too late. A massive amount of people. Anyway, so... Can't wait to see how that pans out. <laughs> we'll be like decrepit, just ambling around Sandy Mount Tesco. And in 60 years time, when we'll be like, we all said, don't be doing that 23 and me. I'm, I'm the most likely person in this threesome to have many, many siblings that I don't know about. Do you know, though, it's Ireland. Like. Then again, it might need a kidney. Yeah, true. OK, so finding eight semi siblings was surprising. The doctor that had treated all the mothers was Dr. Klein and he assured his patients that he only used the same donor for maybe three or four successful pregnancies. So to find eight children fathered by the same donor seemed unusual and it began concerning the semi-siblings. Oh, Klein. So Dr. Klein had Kleine, opened his... Kleine. He opened his fertility clinic in 1979. No, sorry, he opened a clinic in 1979 and fertility was a relatively unexplored medical speciality there were no sperm banks there was no catalogs you didn't go in and pick a donor like you do now the doctor would often find the donor for you so the doctors and would, would they not ask any questions back then not really it was all shrouded in secrecy desperate right? for sperm Mm. So the doctors would usually look to the medical students, which were predominantly male, who were on their residencies in medical clinics. Medical students, sounds great. I'll take one of him. In clinics or nearby hospitals, mm. and they were readily available to donate. They had the advantage of being close by and reputations as successful young men. So it seems like a win-win. What, we, what year are we talking this about? 1979. So there wasn't the understanding of, of I guess, genetics back then or d- this the possibility of inherited mm. diseases or various mm, doesn't seem likely okay like the first baby born by artificial insemination in ireland was like 1986 or something wasn't it wow yeah quite a bit later so in popular culture sperm donation wasn't explained or really discussed amongst friends or in the media so Kara swanson who's a professor at northeastern university school of law says the child if they didn't discuss it and doctors would actively discourage their, his patients from telling the children that they were the product of sperm donations okay. because the child might feel rejected, the sterile husband might feel humiliated and the wife might be condemned as an adulteress. So, so sorry, you're suggesting Jeez. here that even the husband or the partner, the man, would not know. No, no, no. no, no. The parents would know. Oh, sorry. But okay, they sorry. wouldn't tell the, the child kid. growing up, which seems to have been quite a common um occurrence so the first recorded case of artificial insemination was in 1884 what yeah when a doctor named william pancoast found himself treating a philadelphia a man from philadelphia who was struggling with infertility very problematically Pancoast sedated the man's wife with chloroform and he injected her with semen from his best looking medical student. 
Nice for him to choose the best looking one. This was the first documented case of successful Jesus. donor insemination. Pankhost told the husband only afterwards and the man agreed to never tell his wife. <gasps> so the what did she thought she was just having treatment and then hooray, she got pregnant. Yes. By her husband. Or so yes, by her husband's oh sperm. Oh God, it never, ever stops never sucking to be a women. woman. Yeah. Fucking hell. In, in my mind though, I Fuck was like, that guy. Is this bad? I was like, she's sedated. Why don't well, I just it is put my bad Nikki in because her and give her that sperm that way. Because your man obviously had some. Well, issues. your man, I think that was it. That like no, the his... doctor. Oh, sorry, the doctor had issues. No, the husband, the husband had, had issues. issues. So the doctor, the doctor got, got some good-looking medical student sperm. Put it in fairness. It is put very it in a syringe and he put just it in. Put his willy. He didn't. I bet you he didn't. No, do no. I don't. I think he did just art. Like it was okay. It's deemed to be artificially okay. ins- insemination. I mean, if that's where we first get the language for it, and I guess with the first recorded case of it. God, that's incredible. Or that's how they reported it anyway. So, despite Dr. Klein telling his patients that he was only using one donor for three to four pregnancies, the results from 23andMe finding eight semi-siblings that had the same father, um, and the birth dates of the children ranged from 1979 to 1986. And medical residencies only lasted a few years. So they were really concerned about who this one father was and why he was coming back over the course of seven years to donate his sperm. They didn't find... Were they? Were they thinking that? (laughs) That's what they initially thought, according to my research. Mm. So they couldn't find anybody in the 23andMe database who shared enough DNA with them to be their actual father. But soon they found dozens of more distant genetic So matches. you're trying to tell me that the doctor was never, was not initially a suspect? Just let me build sorry. the fucking suspense of the story, <laughs> Jennifer. Sorry. Yeah. Just yeah. let me add I'm it. I'm with like, her. Stop like, it. I've crafted this You're in a way. Here. Okay, sorry. I fucking just. Bulls I sort of kill in the corner. I sort here. of love the idea Stop that. Stop trying to kill the vibe. That nobody's looking at the dark. And they're just going to great lengths to find this donor who has obsessively been donating. But also, they at the time. No, no, I'm enjoying so that idea. Yeah. I'm enjoying, I'm just saying, is <laughs> that like, fun, right? In an office with like, in, well, every service is littered with like little initial, kind of sample jars of yes, sperm. I, like, guess, oh, this, uh. I guess their initial thought was that the doctor was involved, but that the doctor was using the same person or had like saved the sperm for a really long time. Maybe. I don't know, Jen, I'm not inside their heads. But anyway... <laughs> Jesse. So <laughs> very good. She didn't do any homework, but she's brought the one liners. That was a good one. Thank you. They <laughs> just got it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So they're back to finding more dozens of more distant genetic matches. So they applied the same theories that forensic genealogists now use to investigate cold cases like the Golden State Killer, where essentially they comb through the public records and social media profiles of the distant relatives, sometimes asking um, genetic matches about their families and their extended families so that they build this big giant family tree and they hope that would eventually lead to finding out who the father was. So as Ballard and her half-siblings searched their family tree, the one name that kept coming up, Klein. There we go. <laughs> All right. 
Finally, a woman who shared some of their DNA told him she had a cousin named Donald Klein who was a doctor in Indianapolis. <gasps> oh dear. <laughs> it still really landed. I still enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. As the pattern... Oh, the circle. Uh, I, still have, I still have at least twice the length of this to keep going. I'm still with I'm you. I'm here okay. for it. Let's go. As a pattern emerged, one of the eight semi-siblings found Klein's actual children that he had fostered, like that he had, sorry, raised with his wife and his adult grandchildren on Facebook and he sent them a group message basically explaining what had happened. That there was these eight people who were, they felt that he was their father. And can I just, for very quick question, the eight semis, so your sister, I'm calling them, were born kind of between 1980 and 1985. 1979 oh, and 1986. Okay, grand. Okay, yeah. So roughly that time period. So they're all like now in their 20s and 30s. Kind of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and he's got grandchildren. So it's like, not, a, it's not a million years ago. Like, um, So Klein's son replied and he set up a meeting with the father and six of the siblings, semi-siblings, at a restaurant. Klein was in his late 70s at the time. And he admitted to, yes, using his own sperm, but said the records had been destroyed years ago. He conversationally asked each of the siblings what they did and where they lived. And he read them Bible verses from his notepad. Back to Heather Wook, who was the person we met at the start. She was the lady who was going off on her holidays in 2017 when she received a message on Facebook telling her that the person believed to be her half-sibling. By the time she had come back from her holidays, she basically went on holidays, lost her phone and was out of touch for about a week and a half. Before she had gone on the holidays, she had received one of these 23andMe kits as a present from her husband and uploaded her stuff into the database. So she received this one message, lost her phone, came back a week and a half later. And by the time she turned back on Facebook, whatever, she had dozens of messages, messages from people oh claiming to be. Oh my God. By that time, the number of children. Crazy. The number Disastrous of children. Because these people could ac- accidentally have found each other. Well, just. And had children. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, so Christ. by that time, the number of children fathered by Klein was in the 50s. More may oh. be out there because. So there was a, a, an investigation done by the, Atla- the Atlantic. He's making his own army so far. And every. <laughs> Every few weeks during the investigation, another sibling would emerge. So based on the birth dates of his youngest known donor children, Klein stopped using his own sperm in the late 1980s. So he was doing it for from 1979 to sometime oh in the late 80s. God. Why? Because at, at that point, by the late 80s, sperm banks had become a thing. And one of the things that Klein did that made him a specialist in fertility was that he used fresh sperm. Obviously, it's oh. essentially going into his office next it's door, like having a wank and putting it in, inseminated so a woman. He did it because it was easier. Yes, rather but than a lot of, but it, the success rate was higher with, with fresh fresher sperm. sperm. Oh, I see. But by the end of oh, so a lot of a lot of fertility doctors at the time were using frozen sperm, maybe not having success, and then referring patients on to Klein because of his major success. Yes. So, but by the late 80s, the industry had um, solely moved to frozen sperm because they realized that HIV could be transmitted through fresh sperm and I suppose other diseases. So some of the donor children told journalist Sarah Zhang, who wrote the piece for The Atlantic, that their mothers did not think Klein's actions were um, 
they didn't think of his actions as sexual when they found out the truth. They didn't think much about it at all. And like a couple of the a couple of the mothers were like, ah, if it was going to be someone, I'm glad it was him because he was a doctor and it was deemed to be, okay, you know, and his own children were deemed to be very successful and very uh, good looking. Um, but like <laughs> taking it, but taking, take it into consideration that at the, the, I suppose knowing it was Klein, the alternative was that they didn't know who the donor was at all. Of course. Because when they were, they didn't choose the donor, they were just receiving donor sperm. Mm. So I guess when they found out that it was a doctor, they were kind of just... He had said bit. to them that it was going to be a doctor. So yeah. Anyway, so I so, guess from their point of view, they're like, all right, it's this doctor, Grant. Mm. Yeah, for a lot of them. But there was one woman called Liz White and she was really, she spoke out about the betrayal and this piece was really sad. Um, White had received fertility treatments 15 times over five. She'd been inseminated 15 times over five different appointments. God. And she, I think she was like a social worker or something, but she spoke really articulately about the process and said, a man's mind following ejaculation, there's a lot of dopamine, a lot of serotonin, and those are all mood enhancers and bring out wonderful feelings for them. And we, she just said, like, we had come in for a medical procedure, but it feels like I was raped 15 times. Yeah. That it was a kind of, when you think about it and think about the visual that you have the woman lying, waiting, and he goes in next door, he ejaculates and he comes back in, does feel very, like, predatory or just something. You're right, yeah. Just a betrayal. Yeah. It's a violation. It is, yeah. Absolutely. Well, she was lied to. Yeah. So in 2017... Um, a criminal case against Klein unfolded, but he wasn't charged with rape. He wasn't charged with battery. He wasn't. He wasn't charged sorry, with battery with bodily waste. Um, Indiana considers that a crime is only that something is only a crime if it's done in a rude, or angry, or insolent matter. So he actually wasn't charged with any criminal deception, as all the records had been destroyed. He wasn't charged with anything he did back in the 70s or 80s he was only charged with obstruction to justice because he um lawyers representing the semi-siblings had written to him asking about the procedure and he d- denied using his own sperm okay so he was charged 500 for obstruction of du- justice oh. and his medical license was revoked but he had retired eight years previously anyway does he so. say anything about it uh, he didn't really give reasons, but he's a quite a religious person. And there were some testimonials from other patients who, ha- from him, he with whom he had used other sperm. So he wasn't solely using his own sperm. But he, he was using others as well. And he, but he's a he is a doctor. He he would have known the ramif- the potential ramifications for these people yeah. that he was creating. But um, it some other testimonials have said that like he was he always put his patients first and he didn't want to let them down but I just think that that's a cop out yes and a lot of his friends wrote I, he's obviously quite a prominent figure in the community <clears throat> very well respected up until this point well I guess he was massively successful yeah. comparatively a lot of his friends wrote to judges and, and prosecutors and said that like he was putting his patients first he didn't want to so let them down so it was an altruistic thing yeah and they that like they take seeing them disappointed or yeah and that um, over this a lot of the, so there it's was a lot one of times though. There I was mean, one kind it's of a fucking weird thing to say. Yeah, let's say there's fifty. Oh, I'm not saying it's minimum not. fifty times this has worked. Yeah. Well, I think there's fifty two, fifty two siblings now okay. discovered. Ooh, minimum. Like, minimum. And then not only that, but let's say an average of people doing this three times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 150 times he's been 
jacking off. You know, I mean, this but is probably prolific. More. No, he did. way more. I'm sure. Yeah, but someone yeah, said that is someone said that um, he would do it at times when the other donor cancelled or was unavailable or something like that. But it just happened too frequently for that's that fair. to be a exactly that to be a thing. That's a huge coincidence, right? But also, so, like, how would you just like go and like just like jerk into some random person and then be like, oh, that might end up in a you know being a baby and just but you know on about your about life it, right oh, so crazy and the worst part is that many of the children the klein father still live in india indianapolis except this is the major problem yeah with this. and they find themselves accidentally running into his actual family and each other yeah so the semi-siblings oh, started God, the semi-siblings who are all in contact with each other started to catalog the ways their own paths might have crossed so um White, so the son of uh, Liz White uh, went to Purdue at the same time of one of his half-brothers. One sibling sold another a car. One of Get them lived, of two of them lived on the same street. No. Two had kids on the same softball team. And so then there is one, there's a quote from one of the siblings and uh they're getting worried that their children are getting old enough to start dating. And exactly. the quote says, did he not consider we all live in a relatively close area? Exactly. Did you really Fucking think Egypt. that we wouldn't meet, that we wouldn't maybe date, <clears throat> that we wouldn't have kids who might date? Did you not consider that? Exactly. Idiot. So there you have it. And isn't there that um, like an, a kind of a known phenomenon of like familial attraction? Oh, what do totally. they call it? It's like... Oh my God, I read about it in chat magazine all, all the, time. the time. Well, they say that you're attracted to, um, often Genetic. with couples. They call them doppelbangers, don't they? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Somebody called me that and Dan. Well, you, you are such doppelbangers, it's true. But it's sort of counterintuitive really when you think about it because I remember getting my genes tested before I had children to mm. see if I was a carrier for a specific thing. And I, and the, the geneticist said to me, why don't you consider, it was early on into my relationship, she was like, you know, if you just picked a person of a different ethnicity, you would have zero chance of having children with this particular yeah, disease. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting then that why, why would I be sort of attracted then? I know that's pretty specific on a, a genetic level to be to know about a specific gene. But the closer you are, the more of a chance of you, you know, having a problem yeah if with your offspring obviously um, so so you would think it makes no sense to be attracted to somebody like you in that sense yeah, yeah. i don't know why it works but there is yeah a phenomenon of genetic sexual attraction that happens when um relatives who are separated at birth find each other later in life great story yes there in chat magazine i picked it up at the weekend when i was on my I'm on my aeroplane so over to that chat magazine. and it was about a father who had a couple who'd given their daughter up for adoption when she was like six or seven less than 10 she went off and then she found them later in life father and daughter fell in love had a child Jeez. she broke it up with them knowingly obviously she knowingly got like got knowingly uh, retraced him or refound him and got together another with him. phenomenon as well yeah mixing up those kind of feelings of you know that's what i think the genetic sexual like attraction confusion. thing is yeah a really weird strong bond and um then she broke it off with him and 
He got really jealous and he killed everyone. Who did he kill? <laughs> he killed. <laughs> he killed her. He killed the baby. Oh my and god! And he killed her adoptive Jesus. father. Okay, enough Jesus. of that one. Uh, that's a horrific. Well, so, that was a very interesting story. I'm but just this enjoying tre- an also lovely story here of you? Patricia and Misty Span, who was similarly the mother had given the child up for adoption. They were reunited 30 years later when she was 51. They wanted to get married and have kids. I'm in love with my son. Is this mom and her son morally wrong or are they victims of a recognized psychological syndrome? Yeah, they're victims. I mean, it Hmm. does happen to an extent that you would think, I mean, it would want to be a thing, really. You know? So it's just important to know who you're related to. Bottom line here. I like this line in this Telegraph piece. Um, why GSA? They've given it an acronym to try and make it sound more... What does it stand for? Uh, genetic sexual attraction. Why GSA occurs is still up for discussion. There isn't a great deal of research into the area because who wants a PhD in incest? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently a lot so of people. True. I think it's the number one searched thing on Pornhub. That's not the but first you know time what? you've mentioned that. This is that. interesting now. They have... I, I, they have I know. What they what did you say? It's not the first time she's brought up that. I think I said it last week as well. You're always at that now. But listen, this is good. This is interesting. This is hopeful for us. So it says that um, infancy, an effect in infancy protects against genetic sexual attraction. So when families live closely together, they become desensitized to each other as sexual prospects. Oh God! Thank God they become that, implying that. So this desensitization effect is said to happen between birth and age six. And without it, when relatives meet later in life, genetic sexual attraction can occur. Wow. Yeah. So, oh my God. Evidence from the Post Adoption Centre and University College London suggests that GSA happens in 50% of reunion cases. How amazing is that? Is that accurate? But like people don't act on it. Well, that's That's the thing. Or Cassie, people don't confess it. It could be higher. Yeah, it's so taboo. Like I have a family member who found us. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, my you only cousin. gave him a blowjob twice, so <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> Did up. you shift your cousin? Shut Who up. hasn't, Cassie? Come on, Who get a grip. Hasn't? But this is true. Now this is interesting. It is very taboo, but there is a community on communities on communities online for them to anon- anonymously discuss their romantic feelings. What, what do you mean? Like with each other, yeah, like the the genetic with other the with other people attraction couples like feel that there's no space for them. Mm-hmm. to kind of process so they have taken to kind of anonymous online communities <gasps> uh, yeah that's interesting a, yeah is very it? nice it is fascinating it is fascinating but it's kind of gross are we done here yeah we're done <laughs> thanks another oh sophie you next week you got to be delivering the goods next week it's gonna be big okay oh is it <laughs> How big, like... It's like, are we, be like an overnight? getting a bit of chimp and grafting it onto it big. Nice. Are we going to have to split it in two? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to follow The Creep Dive on the Instagram? At The Creep Dive. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash The Creep Dive. You will get a gorgeous tote. What a monotonous 
and repellent tone <laughs> to attempt to lure people to the Patreon. <laughs> come and sponsor oh, us if you bother. like our stuff. Oh, just come and you can give it. $4 a month. Is it? You can give more. Or, hang on, you can give less. Oh yeah, you can give less, but don't. <laughs> well, you can. Do whatever you want. Or don't give anything. But it's nice if you do. It would be really nice. If we give you any bit of joy. Lols. Our lols. Or like a, a funny feeling. I'll tell you what. If you want the pod to keep going. Yeah. And you like the juice. And you want it to keep flowing. Yeah. yeah like, well, you have, you give us a few consider bobs. Consider giving us a because few bobs. Because we'll keep doing it. If, if, if I we're really thought to you were going to like come back to a limerick there. And make the rest of that sentence rhyme. No. Uh, I didn't. Should I have? Because you said if you want to keep it going. If, and you want to keep, keep the juice flowing. And you want to keep us hoeing. You gotta give us the doing. Doing. Nailed it. Will we finish on a harmonize? We haven't done one. Good, you can skip right on over this. The creep That's like we practiced, but we didn't. We have done it a few times. See you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.